0: G'day everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. It's been a while, welcome to a new season. And as always, I'm joined by Ajmal. G'day Ajmal, how are you today? Hey my, I'm good. Uh, I'm a new season. Yeah, why not? It's been a good winter slash summer break, depending where you are on
1: the blue planet. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's call it a new season. Yes. Let's call it that. Season two. The season made. Done. Six and two. Oh my god. <laughs> How important do we sound? Can we call it back by popular demand?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we were back by popular demand, I believe we could. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: But let's call it that anyway.
0: So I understand you've been swanning around the hills of Umbria, sipping sagratino, just feet oh, up, yes. admiring pokey little funny cars in the hills of
1: Italy. Oh, my God, yeah, Sagrantino, love it. And it—it it was the first day we got there, it was 37 degrees at 7 p.m. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to melt. Um, but then, you know, we got to sort of different parts of Umbria, CC around there, and it was lovely. A couple of downpours cleared it right up. And just ever so relaxing, great time with the family, just being able to hang out and, yeah, much needed breakaway just from uh day to day but you know back to scorching england <laughs> scorching <laughs> yeah although although we had a higher car in italy yeah tell me about that and was it exciting so i go to pick well uh not exciting no yeah <laughs> so okay. i go to i go to um unless you particularly love fiat tipo diesels um but <laughs> but when i go to pick up um, the car, and she says, Are you okay with it being an Italian car? And I went, Well, I'm in Italy. I expect it to be an Italian car. Yes, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she gives me a, a, a Tipo and I have to drive it from the airport to where we're staying by myself. So I get in, and I went, There's something wrong with the steering. What is it up with that? Um, it was the lane assist. It's so aggressive. Is that right? And yeah. in a country where the lane marking probably isn't optimal. Yeah, exactly and i'm like what is wrong with this car and it's just it basically it's the lane assist and i couldn't work out how to turn it off um so it was really uncomfortable but you know super practical big boot uh took me forever to fit the child seat in the back because of the isofix it's not like a german car where you just slot it and go press and click and it's done Mm -hmm. it just needed a bit more you know in 40 degree heat wrestling the seat into position And And I'm sure you didn't turn the
0: car on, have the aircon blowing comfortably whilst you were going through this. You were just getting frustrated in the 40-degree heat.
1: Well, I I was thinking of the planet by not having on with the door open. Got it, got it. You mean to cool the planet that that needed cooling at that moment in time? Exactly. Also, I'd left the key in the apartment so I couldn't do it anyway. Um, So so, so I'm wrestling with it. i like sweat pouring off my face. It's like, Managed to do it. But otherwise... Super practical. Apart from the fact it didn't have front parking sensors, it did have real ones. Hmm. So when I hit, so when I hit the car park wall, thinking it's going to tell me when I get close to the wall, it didn't. I realised it didn't
0: have. Is that like car that whole? Um, well look, I've been fortunate enough to spend plenty of time driving in Italy, and the parking sensors generally are when you can't go
1: forward or back again against something. Yes. The front is like that. The back isn't. The back beeps. It kind of it, it reminds me of the minimum, bare minimum. It reminds me of the old, late 70s, early 80s BMW 323. Right. Do you remember those? I do. And it only had one electric door mirror, which was the passenger one, because you couldn't reach that. <laughs> so the, the driver's side door mirror wasn't electric. Yeah, the yeah. passenger one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sure, sure. <laughs> you just go, that's actually quite, well... I mean, maybe, maybe in future they'll you know they'll just lease you those if you don't have children and you don't have passengers. Well, there's that whole you thing. Especially
0: with BMW at the moment, aren't they sort of doing some subscription yep. service? But well, we, ta- we talked we talked about it, didn't we last time? We did, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the,
1: yeah, Yeah, and it's and it just means you know what that's going to lead to jailbroken cars. You know, remember people used to jailbreak their Apple phones yeah, so they could yeah, install do, yeah. all sorts of software. I don't know why you do that because it just means you're going to get viruses on your phone and your whole life's on there. But whereas people are going to jailbreak those cars, because what happens if the, the third person ten years down? It's about recurring revenue. It's about recurring revenue. So they don't want to just sell that mean cash flow. Exactly, they don't want to just sell that down the down the road. Because if you live in somewhere where there's a cold season, a long cold season, and someone buys brand new BMW and it's subscription seat heated seats, then it's going to you know ten years down the line. The fifth owner has it, they have to buy the subscription for the seats, which is a bit shit, really. Yeah, look, I, yeah, it is.
0: Anyway, that aside, so, where the world? That's enough. That's, that's enough, that's enough car talk. Um, I saw through Instagram, your Instagram account, for those listeners that mm. haven't yet followed Ashmal, it's flat cap driver, the, your 912's gone back into storage. After, what, three yeah. drives
1: this year? Uh, no, it, no, it was four. Four, four drives. drives.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it has gone back in the story. That was because I went on a holiday and I didn't want to leave it on the driveway. But also, on the 912, you know, I fixed the distributor... Rotor button? Cap? Yeah, mm. rotor problem. Mm. Uh, turns out my shaft notch is worn. On the 912. On the 912. I didn't want to bring it up
0: during your hype of thinking you solved your problem. Oh, man, you just do not
1: want to rain on my parade. You didn't I didn't. Want to At that time, all parade. I'm
0: thinking of, this guy's just got playing his distributor shaft and he genuinely <laughs> thinks a rotor <laughs> button's going to fix this, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Only
0: because I've been down this path, Ajmal, in my 356, which uncannily has a very similar distributor because it's the same motor okay, as your 912. and. A worn shaft in a distributor is a problem.
1: I need to get a new distributor.
0: Just get one of those built. Just get an ignition one, two, three. I'm telling you, just go and buy one. They're cheap. They're fully electronic internals. It works across all the voltage ranges you're, there's no, it's all there's nothing inside it you need to worry about. You will okay, never so, have a problem again, and it's programmable if you want to adjust your curve, which we both know you don't. Yes.
1: Well, well, on that point of buying that, you yes. can do that if you I sell, sell my your boxer. boxer. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 So I've just decided I want to sell it. Uh, i just I'm, I'm four over four grand into it. Are you really? Yeah. Did you buy for like two yeah. and a half or something? 2,200, 450 quid straight in to get it delivered. Yeah, I think
0: that was a bit of a, that that was a bit much really, wasn't it, in hindsight? Yep. And then
1: like five, maybe 600 quid, 500 quid to Jack so I could drive it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, I left it for the winter, obviously, when it went all moldy. Sure. And then another five, 600 quid, whatever it was to get no more than that it's about eight nine hundred pounds to get all the shocks the the brakes the cv boots all of that done and then put it through an mot so it's still not
0: finished is it it's not finished still the chain tensions
1: to sort out i've bought the tensions i'm not going to fit them i just want it sold so i'd take two and a half for it
0: i would if i lived in the uk i'd buy it off you just to maintain the novelty for the
1: podcast I'm, I'm, if someone wants it for two and a half, they need to contact me, flat cap driver on Instagram. Otherwise, it's just going on eBay or trader, all of that. And it's going to be gone in no time because it works. It just needs a home mechanic to spend like a weekend on it. Tell me, mail, had I sold my Yaris last time we spoke? No, you hadn't. It didn't sell on collecting
0: cars. Well, I actually sold it for more from a wholesaler that approached me out of the blue.
1: Wow. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, so that Was went. it a sad day or you you happy?
0: Um, good car and definitely a car I'll remember yet didn't bond with the way I have with the uh, GT4. Oh. That's but, yeah, good car. And I would suggest judging by the high turnover
1: of ownership on Yaris's, bit of a common theme. I've noticed that. There's, there's a few people that I know. And my friend still got one. He's still got his, but he's kept it more because he knows it's not really going to go down in value. And, but I know a lot of people who thought they were getting something uh, that they would feel the benefit of on every journey. But most journeys around about town, it feels like any other Yaris is what I've been told. Yeah, and just only when, you're driving, eight, yeah, yeah. when yeah. you're driving at eight nine tenths. Yeah, when you're driving at eight nine tenths ten tenths, that's when you go. Oh my god, this is something amazing! But how often do you drive like that on the road?
0: Alarmingly, too often, as my demerit point count would reflect during that <sighs> ownership. Have you been busted? Oh look, I've got speed cameras everywhere here in, everywhere here in Australia. What do you think happened?
1: That is true. Even the that ones I knew in. that were
0: even the ones I knew that were located where they were. Well yeah. in
1: Italy, the car tells you there's a speed camera coming up, okay. some of them are quite hidden, but the car does confuse you because the dash tells you the speed limit is one thing, and the sat nav tells you it's something else. Ah, uh, yeah, that old chestnut yeah, which is kind of confusing it is but um is. But i've I've not done a lot i've on my nine nine six Something drop on the the
0: rear left quarter panel on that. What's happened there? Uh, Did you drop the belt in the back end or something? No. No, the photo just made it look like you've uh, dropped something on the back left quarter panel or something.
1: Oh no, that's bird shit. That's bird shit. Ah,
0: yeah, massive bird shit. Yeah, the photo on on Instagram looked like it. You've you know you
1: dropped something like a piece of timber or something on it. No, that's just that's just but it's it's like a giant pterodactyl through over yeah, okay. and got diarrhea diarrhea as it was flying over the car, <laughs> uh, but also that's the quarter where my wife scraped it. Oh yeah, at the bottom so, quarter. So I,
0: I could see that. I'm yeah. familiar with that problem on that car. I was just yeah, so seeing I, one above I am that. I'm
1: going to clean it. Yeah, yeah okay. I am going to clean it and polish it and do all of that. That's coming up. But the brake pad warning lights come on, and I want to do the discs and the pads. Now, the, the bonus on that is that I bought some Brembo brake discs. For the discs Boxster for the or something? Boxster. Are they going to work with the 996, are they? Yes, because they're Boxster S oh, rear discs. Nice one. Yeah, yeah, and they're okay. the same as a 996 rear disc, so I'll use those, and then I just need to get front yeah. discs and I know. rear pads. I know very little about 996
0: back. brake systems. However... I do know Volkswagen products in general okay, and I would almost suggest that you don't have four brake pads that have brake pad warning triggers on them. I would say only one does, like the front right or the front left does. Yep, yep, I I suspect it does. Therefore, your rear may not need it.
1: Um, and knowing you being not. the
0: incredible tight ass i spending on your car, right, that you are, if you don't need to replace those rears, I don't think you're going to.
1: Yeah, but I, I am an incredible tight ass. Um, but seeing as I've got those discs. Oh, yes, of course. Be awesome. Yeah, okay. But, but if you've got, to, but whatever, you've got to drop another 200 quid on pads, right. so I
0: think you're going to back it out out of it really quickly.
1: Well, the thing is, I do, I, I'm always, I'm always surprised by when I drive the Boxster how good the brakes are <laughs> relative <laughs> to my 996. Yeah, yeah. So I always think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have those brakes on my 996? So I'd probably do that. But um, but the 996 is, I'm neglecting it so much because I barely drive it. And that brake pad light's been on for a month.
0: Yeah, okay. So, it's up there with so an oil light like, for you, isn't it?
1: No, the oil light didn't come on. I just... <laughs> noticed that it needed oil because uh, it started making a funny noise yeah yeah okay. and, uh, <laughs> so yeah the, the box is going to be gone I'm going to do that and then I'm going to spend some of that money on just day-to-day living and some of it on getting the uh, yeah, 996 confident. sorted out so I can nice just enjoy it a bit more can okay, you so, um, because the last couple of days because there have been so many people in our house because families over from Australia sure. Germany all sorts of places and mm-hmm. um, the, the car's are always full. And when my seven-year-old is the one who sits behind me in the 996, yep. and, and I have to move the seat forward, obviously, because she's got legs. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then you've, I'm always sat driving it really uncomfortably, whereas last night I went to play football, and I went by myself. And it's all through the winding country lanes. It was brilliant. Um, so, But the problem that I have, and, and maybe a listener could help me with this, when it gets warm, now the, the, the suspension on the 996 doesn't clunk, doesn't do anything, it's quite solid. But when it's hot, it squeaks. The suspension creaks. does? It creaks. Yeah, it creaks when it gets hot. The weather is hot. The winter joint. it doesn't. I think it's the top mount. Okay. On the rear. It's, it's only the rear that does ah, it. Okay. You may very so well it, be wrong. And it, and it creaks really loudly that it's like... Embarrassing, Really? Yeah, it's really loud. And it's only when the weather is hot, not in the winter. Hmm, okay. And it's done that for a while. I did go to Jack and say to him, look, can I sort that out? And he went, well, there's nothing actually wrong with the car apart from that noise, is there? And he went, are you sure you want to do that? Because it's going to cost you a few hundred quid. And I went, <laughs> yeah, just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> classic (laughs) so so we're stuck at that but in in one of the things that I wanted to to mention was digressing slightly tomorrow I think is the official release inverted commas date of the of the GT3 RS is that right it is but let's come back to that because I've got that on my list of things to talk about okay
0: okay I want to continue talking about our cars
1: has something happened has something happened
0: Well, two anniversaries occurred. One, it's whilst you're on holidays, one, it's now been two months since I've actually driven my 356. Two months? Yes. I've driven my car four times. So I'm I'm quite devastated about this at the moment. It's over in the storage facility where I keep it, right? Mm. And I saw it on Friday, started it up, but... Wasn't in. I had. I was quite time poor at the time, so I didn't have the opportunity to uh, take for a drive. The um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting that out. But the weather's not looking lenient. Oh, look, I'm going away this weekend, so the opportunity won't be this weekend. So it'll have to be hopefully the following weekend if the weather allows. The and another anniversary is. Hang on, drum roll! I released the YouTube video for the first time in three months, Sajma. No. Yes. <laughs> three months. I couldn't believe it was three months until I was looking at the dates. I was going through my analytics, going, oof, yeah, that's no good.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I, I made a couple of videos live, but I'd filmed them so long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should really do a video. And then you go, hang on, I've filmed two videos that I've done nothing with. <laughs> so I just put those out. So I need to I need to make a video. But there's another anniversary today. Tell me. It's the the anniversary of the birth of Lara. Is it, it's a girl. birthday today, is it? Yeah, it's her birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to get her back on because she's yes. back in LA now. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to contact her. We're going to try and get that organized. Um, but in, um, I need to get my 912 back out mm. because the UK headquarters of Porsche is being revamped. I think we've talked about this a couple of times before. And I think they're going to have a few cars on display. And uh, I might just try and force my 912 in there when they're not looking. I like your style. Yeah. Could, I'll, I'll clean it as well. Could This could work. Yeah, this could work. So I need to get that in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good one. And I do... this this. Let's go back a bit to this distributor that you're talking about. Is that the one that you've got on yours? Yes. And is it transformative what did you have before condenser and points yeah of course yeah in fact i went from the
0: can't remember the code of the distributor that was on there it was a bosch one obviously right yeah mine's the bosch 022 or whatever yeah whatever it is 022 actually the 022 is what people upgraded to because it was a common v-dub comparable one it's not the actual porsche one which look yep. don't hold me a gun to my head on this but it might the original porsche one for your car might be a 018
1: right i think it could be i think you're right The there's there is the upgrade one and i've got the well it's a, no it's not an upgrade
0: it's an alternative oh alternative yeah yes okay. cheaper alternative <laughs> it is a much cheaper alternative than a replacement yeah. 018 which they don't make anymore right but the 022 is still made through yep. um asian supply channels okay the I went from my old wobbly shaft, which had high idle problems. You might understand what I'm talking about here. And (laughs) put an O22 in there after reading about the benefits of going to an O22 from Harry Pello, the maestro. Okay. I've got all his books and his DVDs. Okay. So if you want to know about listeners out there, if you've never heard of Harry Pello, Please. Google him. He is known as the maestro when it comes to three, five, six, slash nine, twelve
1: engines. Anyway, I I really thought I thought really thought you were going to say, listeners, if you've never heard of a DVD, (laughs) it's a (laughs) disc that used to videos on. No, no, think about our demographic.
0: All right, (laughs) believe me, they've heard of a DVD. (laughs) (laughs) The VHS, right? No, in all seriousness, the um, Betamax. Yeah, the so I've installed that. Better, mm-hmm. not great.
1: Yeah. Okay? But that was still condensed from points. Yeah, of course, yeah.
0: The 022. Yeah, which... mine's,
1: mine's the 022 with electronic component in
0: it with the magnetic. Oh, yeah, we see. Disc. that. That is not as – I've also – I trialled that because the – what's the name of the company that makes it? Something well, all I've got is the Power Spark. It's called PowerSpark. Power okay, spark. I had a it's similar cool. sort of type of thing. It was a Hall Effect – one Anyway yep. Doesn't work great with 6 volt Which my 356 is Unlike oh, your 912 Which is yes. a 12 volt And as yes. soon as the voltage drops The whole thing just shits itself Right well, That's yep. an exaggeration But it's not as good So I went back to points And the car ran better Then I was Drove another 356 That had the distributor in it That I now have And thought Hang on, hang on This is actually Pull What we are the supposed phone. to drive like Yeah This is okay. Right <laughs> So I contacted them directly. It's Dutch company. Hmm. Rang them. They said, yeah, I'll send you an email. I'll just transfer the funds by PayPal. I literally had the thing in four days. Wow. And it was a stick in, plug in, start the car, ran like a dream.
1: Ooh. How much was it?
0: The equivalent then for you probably about, this is going back probably seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. So I expect times, it to be more like expensive, now. right? But yep. I think it would have been the equivalent to you of about 200 pounds,
1: 220 pounds, something like that. 200 pounds, that's like 10% of the value of my Boxster. <laughs> 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 but I'm, I'm, but le- I'm letting you know,
0: and it, it changed the usability of the car.
1: Hmm. I need to... And I to if I upgrade to
0: 12-volt right? in that car, I'm not in a hurry to do so, but if I do in the future, it works for both.
1: See, that is good.
0: I've obviously got to upgrade okay. the coil when I do so, but nonetheless, it's – in fact, I also got – for that dollar theory I gave, I didn't just get the distributor, I got a new coil, all new leads. What else is there? There's something else they sent me. Anyway, so I got – it wasn't just the dizzy it was also
1: the all mm. the other stuff that you need to work see with. mine when i put that that power spark it's i think it's a in the uk it's a company in Redditch, uh a small company and you just take out the condenser you yeah take i know what it point. is i've seen i've seen a photo of
0: yours on instagram of it and i thought are oh, you yeah, yeah. A, a comparable product
1: yeah so when i put it in and the car just fires up and it seems to rev so much higher and smoother and the mm-hmm. power delivery is so much smoother, but it's just that high idle. And I couldn't work out what it was until obviously I took the distributor cap off and the, yeah, and the road arm was... just fell off. The... And he's just like, is it the wrong one? I'm sure I would have noticed that. But yeah, it, was just, it just went away. It's the, the video
0: I released was of a car collection in Sydney by Ron Goodman, who I've had on the podcast before and he will give us time to come on again. And he is. I did did watch that video. Three five six guru. Yep, all grey. Yes, loves a grey car. (laughs) Fifty shades of them.
1: Yep, (laughs) fifty shades.
0: Now, in all seriousness, they're all the same shade. I didn't want to use that um, pun to imply as a you know his his livelihood relies on paint and panel that he couldn't get the yep. same shade multiple times, so I didn't want to use that pun. Okay, so... One shade, one shade of grey. Yes, yes. I mean, they're spectacular. Yeah. All of them look... Oh, amazing. Awesome. Yep. So if anyone hasn't watched it, as is reflected by my absence from YouTube and the lack of views that that video has actually had, it'd be really appreciated if you go to Mark and Cars on YouTube. It's Mark with a C. Now, the... <laughs> um, yeah, so that video hasn't quite met the expectations of the videos that I released me, me. in the past.
1: Well, one of the – can you still hear me? I can. Um, well, I watched your video of the Taycan from about a year well, ago. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for because, watching. Uh, well, it, it, it popped up and I thought, oh, I haven't seen that one. And it's – there's, there's something I was watching, maybe it's something Ed Bolian or somebody. Okay. Uh, and, and I was talking to my, one of my brothers who just thinks, why would you have a manual car? And I can't get it through to him that it's about enjoying the drive sure. rather than getting the most maximum amount of the available power. It's just about enjoying it because mm-hmm. modern day, obviously, automatics are faster yep. than manuals. Um, and he said something, Ed Boling said something about where he's driving a Tesla for the first time, or Tesla, as he said it. Yes. Um, and he said these cars are designed by people who don't enjoy driving or they're designed for people who don't enjoy driving. Because when he's driving it, it's constantly telling him you're too close to the car in front. The lane assist is constantly helping him. There's pinging yep. that he doesn't know what's happening. And he just, I just want to drive. And he said, "All I'm doing is steering. Some of the braking it's doing for me. It's telling me when I'm veering out in and out of the lanes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought, you know what? He's hit the nail on the head with just that statement of they're not made to be enjoying the drive. And then my wife was out late in London the other day and she caught an Uber back right. and it was a Tesla Model right. 3. Sure. And she said, you know, it was late. And she said, I just really, I felt sick, not because of excess alcohol. <laughs> uh, she said it was just the way the guy was driving. And people who drive them, drive them in a way that they just, obviously all the torque is there all the time and they're accelerating sure. hard up to the speed limit constantly, constantly. And as a passenger, and I've been a passenger and my friends are Model 3, they are, they do make you feel sick. And it's, I, I did think, oh no, I've, I've broken that rule. And I said to Todd, I wouldn't talk about Stone City Outlaw. Oh, you have to I said too. I wouldn't talk about EVs. Did he message you as well? Yeah. He said more talk about Porsches and less about EVs. Sorry, Todd. Um, but it was just, it, and, and it just takes me back to Ed Bullion's point of, you know, they, the number one thing um, isn't, the enjoyment of the drive it's it's about it being a gadget and it's about it doing all of these other things but yeah we've covered the ev thing to death i think so I uh, we don't need to yeah we don't need to go back into that uh what else have you got on your list oh hang on i just want to uh oh, firstly
0: i want to talk about our mates um andy and james from Curban canyon podcast Mm. i've had a bit of a catch-up on their podcast i've been really enjoying them and andy the aussie has
1: bought himself a 981 gt4 i did see that i did hear that yes and i thought oh my goodness now where does he live in relation to where you are oh he's quite close actually only about two and
0: a half three thousand kilometers away
1: I love how you just say that casually. He's He's in Melbourne. Three day drive away. He's in Melbourne. (laughs) Three day drive away. So whereas over here we say, "What? I'm not going there." It's a forty five minute drive. Oh, it's just down the road. It's like two days in a car. No, the
0: um, yeah. So yeah, it's unlikely we'd ever drive together. Is
1: his? Is it black? His car. Yes, his is black. Good looking car. And he was all a bit quiet about it, wasn't he? And then he disappeared for a bit. Yes. And then I think Jay Reed was on with James. And then the next week he's back. And he's got one of those. But he's still got his 964, right? He does, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of a a well-sorted, slightly modified, everyday kind of 964 that he's spent a lot of time, effort, and thought into getting it where it is. He's um, definitely
0: had a lot of uh, little problems to solve in the last couple of weeks on it
1: yeah I, I i had the last couple of podcasts where he's been out for a drive with his son is it um and i i see i i love hearing about people going out with their children yeah in these cars and i'm still too scared my, my daughter would love to go out in my 912 but i think because i haven't put the seatbelts in yet and it's left-hand drive I'm just a little. Even with the seatbelts in, I think I'd just be too scared to take her out. Oh, my daughter loves being in the uh, three, five, six. Yours is left-hand drive, isn't it? Yeah, of course. The way you mean yeah. the
0: way they're supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but no, but yeah. Right-hand drive would be better, though.
0: Sure. Compromise. If you like, if you want to, if you want to uh, accelerate a pedal in the wrong place, yeah, for sure. In a wheel arch. I'll be all right with that. Have you? I've driven, sat in. Um, have you ever driven a left-hand uh, drive
1: 911? Uh, no. Oh, they're good. I've not. Well, I've not driven an old right-hand drive 911. Ah, so wow. I, so I've sat in. If you go buy one, if if I had the money, although I do know somebody who, I feel got like you're 30. using that as an
0: excuse a lot in this podcast. Well,
1: I know. It's that Patreon account. If I set up a Patreon account, I'll, I'll be How many it. times i
0: I ask you to do it?
1: Yeah. Just like, you, know, you know, I'll probably get three people putting in yeah. £2.50 a month. Yeah, a month, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I get me a coffee and a biscuit. Maybe. No, no Maybe. biscuit. <laughs> no biscuit. No biscuit. <laughs> Co- coffees are now £3.15, you know, my local coffee shop. Really? Yeah. There's a psychological
0: thing here in Australia. I think it's a psychological thing that coffees don't, you've always got to get changed from $5.
1: <laughs> well, before it was, you know, you'd think anything over kind of £2.50 was a yep, lot of money. That's equivalent to five bucks, right? In yeah. Australia. Whereas over here, it's it's suddenly jumped from something like £2.50 to 3 pounds It's because you've got
0: a psychological threshold. Five pounds will be your coffee price in our time.
1: Well, it's... I mean, the 100-pound the barrier got broken ages ago to fill up the tank on my car, and now... That's, yeah, but you've always had expensive fuel there, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: always expensive, but... <laughs> Let's talk about fuel prices for a second globally.
1: Oh, God. Oh, it's nuts, isn't it?
0: I was reading on Washington Post, I think it was, website, last week or the week before, that in Riyadh... Saudi, yeah, capital city. Yeah. Place came to a complete standstill. All the courier drivers and truck drivers and everyone went on strike because of the price. Because diesel fuel hit sixteen cents US a litre. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, as soon as it went over fifteen cents, they were out. That's it. We're going on strike. <laughs>
1: The thing I don't understand is so somewhere like, like – US cents a litre. Nuts, isn't it? So, I mean, the thing I don't understand is in Saudi Arabia, why would it go up? Cause, because companies are – The same the reason office. it does understand. in the UK, price gouging
0: by the seller. The same reason it does oh, yeah, in Australia. Absolutely. It's the sellers absolutely. that are just jabbing us on the fuel. It's not the government's excise or the – cost of refining exactly. or any of that sort of stuff. That's the cheapest chips. There's, more, there's so much oil out there, it's controlled, the
1: prices, by the people that jack the stuff out of the ground, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. OPEC or whatever they're called, you know, working together. But mm. it's that whole thing of, because oil price per barrel hasn't hit anywhere near its previous peak. And when it hits its previous peak, per litre over here, it was less than one pound fifty a litre. Whereas now, it's well below that peak per barrel. But because there's uncertainty in the world, companies know they can Gouge. ramp up the price. yeah. And, whereas, and, then you, and all you have to do is look at the profits that they're making. It's billions and millions and millions and billions. And it's the same as the utilities, the gas companies, all of those. It's and almost, you know, I, do you feel like in the fuel that with the
0: imminent Um, brainwashing that occurred on the creation of EVs being a necessary global green solution, right, Mm -hmm. that they're just gouging Mm -hmm. now to get the last of their money out of the the market?
1: I I think they're just using the uncertainty in the world, Ukraine, Russia, whatever. Yeah, because if you look at the utility companies, gas, for example, so, so gas, we pay something like, I don't know, £250 a month. For the utilities right so, well, so do you really that high for, for it's gas summer, just for gas yeah uh yeah for gas so it's summer here we only heat our hot water we don't cool. cook with it and obviously you don't use solar hot water no uh, we'd have to but we're in a listed building so we wouldn't be able to put the panels on the roof even if they are out um, of sight from the public uh even then yeah
0: okay Yeah. sure um, okay thing-
1: carry on the only thing we might be able to do is when we eventually build a garage, put them on the garage roof. Got it. Okay. Um, so then what happens is um, the companies are saying, well, the price is going up so quick. Every month. Oh, yeah. Yep. And instead of paying the variable 250 pounds a month, you can fix it. So you know what you're going to pay it every month to 800 pounds a month. Wowzer. Now, how, how does, exactly, how does that make sense? And then you're, and then over here, they're saying, well, obviously, inflation is out of control, mainly because of petrol prices and then utility prices. So I'd like to talk about a couple of it isn't, but events coming up. Yeah. We've got
0: the tickets for Luftgekult 8 were released this week oh are you going no it's in los angeles oh. you're a lot closer to it than i am so if you'd like to go and we could do a live walk and talk podcast
1: you could walk around the event that'd be great um if there's any listeners out there who'd want to donate tickets and accommodation that'd be amazing <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's yeah, on the I don't 9th think, of october you're suggesting easy. you won't be able to make it I'm just, I'm just putting it out there that it's unlikely. Yeah, okay. Well, listeners, firstly, I'll apologise up front for uh, Ashmal's lack of commitment on this. The, however, <laughs> the organiser of Luchkugel 8, Patrick Long, is also introducing Andy it for the release of the GD3 RS tomorrow. Ooh.
1: Interesting. As you mentioned earlier. Yeah, because I've been reading a little bit about what they're saying about, and I need to read more when the full blurb comes out. Because everything else that we read is speculation about what it might be, and you know we've seen the the sneaked out footage of what it will look like, and some of the well, the actual images got this morning that have come out of what it will look like.
0: Sorry, the images got dropped this morning of the car. Oh yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah. Okay. So that the finished car is now visible across most, you know, uh, automotive websites and things, and it does look like the sort of car a nine-year-old would design in a Hot Wheels studio. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, deep down we're all nine-year-old boys, so it's pretty exciting, and the. Spec is implied that it's actually a couple of horsepower lower than a normal GD3.
1: Now, how does that make
0: sense? Well, they think the aero on the chassis because make it
1: a much better car than the GD3. They don't need the power to do it. I mean, that spoiler on the back, when we thought the original GD3 spoiler was a bit much ludicrous, I believe the term. Yeah, I mean, this one is just, I I can't, the mind boggles when I look at it and I think you're exactly right. It reminds me of uh, 80s, you know, those spoilers that people used to buy from the local auto factor place, you know, (laughs) Halfords over here and stick them on the back of any old car. It exactly looks like that. Well, if you look
0: closely at the photos it released this morning, I believe it's either a fully active rear spoiler or it has some sort of like DRS equivalent integrated into it because you can see these like active um, shocks or something attached to it up there on the
1: uh, spoiler, on the underside. Yeah, it's kind of double, isn't it? It's double yeah. at the back. Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. And it looks like it's got some range to move. But I, I don't know. I mean, what it's... It just looks like a full-on race car, doesn't it? If you put that in a, you know, in a, some kind of Martini or Rothman's livery, that, that's just a race car. And, look, that's why people are buying it. And But, look, the 991
0: GD3 RS was the same, though. It looked True, as, but... in its time, it looked as silly. Right now it looks very tame in comparison, right?
1: Yeah, because if you look at it, how bulbous this one is on the front uh, front wings, the, the, the excessive aero that it's got on the front lower part. And you just think it, that would look quite silly if it was going down the road. And these, these, this is the kind of car that's going to end up in someone's collection and it'll be for sale in 10 years with, you know, 20 miles on the clock. I thought that's, the same I mean, thing. However, 991 GT3
0: RSs, a lot of them get used here in Perth. Like hmm. they're, they're regularly at the track sessions that the Porsche Club hosts, because, you know, I've been to quite a few of them, and they're often at drive events or social events, that type of thing. So they're not as rarely seen here as I would have thought they would be. However, with the new one, what needs to be taken into consideration, and none of this has been talked about really since. These are going to be MY23 cars. There's going to be very few of them delivered in the balance of this year, I would imagine. Okay? If they're MY23 cars, their 50th anniversary of the 73 RS cars. Oh, wow. Yes. Now, no one's talking about the 50th anniversary of the RS at the moment. Are you thinking there's going to be another one? I think, oh, look, there's got to be something, doesn't there? Like, Porsche, don't let it, never let something like this go by. Or this sort of opportunity go by
1: um, without making some money out of it, do they? Absolutely, because I still think there's going to be some kind of car coming out for the, the Cayman, the Boxster, whatever it is to say this is the last combustion engine. Yeah, this time we're serious. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we really mean it this time. You know, and, who the GT4 RS uh, is that
0: car. Um. Or the that you know, the new Spider R a Spider that they're about to release as
1: well. I don't, I don't know because what might happen is it's on a technicality it might be, or they'll come out with another anniversary special edition, something limited run where they'll say this is the last one, but the one after that will probably won't be. Everyone will go, oh, it's going to go electric. It'll probably be hybrid, but with you know, a little cursory hybrid. Oh, no, there's to it, no, hi- like, there's no uh, hybrid Cayman Flash.
0: box to come in. Not with that. There g- isn't? No, 100% there's not. There'll be a hybrid 911, but there won't be a hybrid box to slash Cayman. But back to the I GT3 RS, 50-year yeah. thing, I think they might bring out, whilst the GT3 RS is going to be a limited run car, I think it might be an even more limited run car
1: coming out as a lightweight or something. That wouldn't surprise me because it's, they've got a, sounds it sounds mean, but it's probably what they're going to do. It's, they've got a, a horse a little bit more. And it will be something that will be a thing for collectors rather than someone saying, oh, I really like, to look at that car. People will look at it and go, I really think that's going to be a collector's edition for uh, 10 years from now, five years from now, two yeah. years from yeah. now, whatever yeah. it might be. It, because it's, it, it's just that you have to look at the form and you also have to look at this kind of thing coming from the distance that um, the emissions thing, the countries that won't allow combustion engine cars, there's always that quota that you can you can use the rules to get in another one. But when the last one comes, I think there'll be massive fanfare to say, this is the last one of this kind. And then... It'll be, everyone will clamber to get that, and then there'll be a second run of it, and then they'll go, right, okay, we're moving on to the next generation, whatever that might be. It, it's it's kind of a well-trodden path in how to maximize the potential of that. But, you know, when the original, well, no, uh, about four years ago, the uh, Boxer Spider came out, and it mm-hmm. was the last four-liter naturally aspirated one. Uh, and then I think two years later or a year later, another one came out and then you're just thinking, oh, come on, what about all those people who thought, I'm going to put this in my collection, it's going to be worth a lot of money. Suddenly that's gone through the floor.
0: Yeah, look, the, they are bringing out the, like in the 992.2 cars that are, you know, imminent. They've got the ST, which is going to be a motorsport division car. So that's coming down the chute, which is really going to be the GD3 touring that everyone really wanted, not the GD3 that we call touring and put a man, you know and still keep the same car without a wing, so a proper touring car, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is still the Safari car that's imminent, the 902 Safari, 911 Safari, or whatever they're going to call it. You know, the, the jacked up one. So there's still plenty of 911 variants due within this 992 body shape, which is now, what, four years old. So the 992.2 car is any day now going on history. Yep. What is very interesting (laughs) is the number of 991 GD3 RSs that are suddenly getting dumped on the market here in Australia with the imminent arrival of the 992
1: GD3 RS. Does that mean that, because what generally happens is when a new model comes out, the older one takes a little hit on the value. Sure. And I think, but, but, it's, but it's a little hit, and, it, and that, you get a bounce back off that because the, it's, it's a market. Resetting. Yeah, right so, now is not the dip of yes. that car. The dip of that car was about two years ago,
0: two and a half years ago. But to give you an idea, there's one for sale at the Porsche Centre now on consignment. I think it's about 429 Australian, right? But those cars I've seen as low as 280 in the last three to four years. So they could take a pretty hard hit now, even if it's like 15, 20% and still be ahead of if
1: you bought at the dip. true but i think they will if any blip that they have now i think i'll recover because it's just the fact that this thing is happening call it seismic call it whatever that this the new one is coming out then um the old one will recover that little blip but people generally dump those onto the market for probably because they want to use that money to buy the new one. Oh, yeah, inevitably. Like, all the, not like, I think just, there's
0: two of them for sale in yeah. WA at the moment. Absolutely. And I know both those gents have orders in place for new ones. So he's just a fund, oh. you
1: know, into
0: those cars.
1: And the new one here yeah, is so going to be top I'm, dollar. Like it's going to be over half I a think million that's dollars what, here. And, and I'm surprised by how many, Two is quite a lot in such a small area. We have,
0: look, we have a high percentage of Porsche cars for our population here. You know, it's abnormally high for a country like Australia, but because we are where we are and all that sort of thing, it's, mm. yeah, we do sell a lot. There is a lot of Porsches on the road here. But the um, but when it comes to those high end cars, the allocations are so small, and there's only one dealer, yep. so it's not like you can jump between the dealers. You're you're cutting out quite a lot. Oh, sorry to hear it. Um, on a slightly other topic, whilst we're coming towards the uh, hour mark of our podcast today. Ren Sport Reunion, twenty twenty three Laguna Seca. Oh yes, we should go.
1: When in twenty twenty three is it?
0: End of September, four days from the twenty eighth of so September. So a year from now. Yes, thirteen months from now.
1: So you took thirteen months for me to get that money together. Well. So I could.
0: Aside from the flight, unless we can't get Emirates to sponsor this podcast, right, or someone equivalent, there is no. You know what we should do is we should both fly into New York and buy a completely flogged Porsche of some sort, like a nine four four or a absolutely flogged Cayman or something, and drive it to Laguna Seca for Rensport.
1: Yeah, but we want to get there, right? And
0: document the trip.
1: <laughs> that is true. That is true. So you mean buy it online? Yep. First. Yep. Hundred percent. Go Contact. straight from the airport. Contact. Collect it. Yep.
0: And go. I'll be up for. Th- I'll be. I'll be up for that. We could cannonball it. See how quick we get there.
1: That is. That is true. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to go through security and get probed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, either that, or borrow someone else's passport for Christ's sake. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to do that because that, you know, can only lead to more bad things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but okay, but, <laughs> so six hours after you've passed through customs,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we go. <laughs> we go pick up yeah, the car. It, exactly. Exactly. So that would be that would be crazy, wouldn't it? We've got 13 months to get our poo in a pile. Yeah, I wonder how much the cheapest Porsche is over there and what it is. If you just went, I don't care what it is, it just just, needs to be cheaper. What's the
0: the US thing that goes across all the car websites that all the... Oh, Auto Auto Tempest. Auto Tempest, that's it. We could use them. So we need it in the New York, New Jersey area, area, obviously.
1: Yep. And, and we could uh, get them to sponsor us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could get them to sponsor us, but like that you said, would we be... do want to get
1: there. You do want to get there. You do want to get there. Yeah, Cause I because I've thought about that. Because when um, we went over to Italy, and I said to my wife, "How do you feel about us just going over there and buying a car, using it to get around, and then I will drive it home." And she you, said, "Because oh, you sorry, need another because. car like that, exactly." Um, and I don't think she'd be up for driving around in a nineteen eighties Fiat Panda four <laughs> by four because that would be. <laughs> well, my sorry, not too. the same
0: enthusiasm that you would.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think that would be the way I would have done it, but not with my family in tow. You don't want to break down in the middle of nowhere. We yep. don't speak the language.
0: Or- You do, you just speak your version of the
1: language that they don't understand. Exactly, exactly. Although I was pleased because someone thought I was an Italian footballer at a restaurant that we went to. (laughs) And that, you know, someone comes over, he was was Dutch, and he came over and said, oh, so you're, uh," who was it that he thought I was? Ambrosini, who used to play for AC Milan. Okay. And, you know, he said, oh, so you're Ambrosini. And I went, what, the footballer? And then as soon as I spoke, obviously he knew I wasn't Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a brief chat. And yeah. then when I said, I said to my wife, I don't look anything like him. And she went, he was completely convinced that it was you. I don't look anything like him. People can look him up. I look nothing like that guy. I'm way better looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So back
1: to our... Uh... Back to our venture across the states. Yes. So this let's let's assume it's happening. So yeah. you'd buy it. It's in. So it's 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 a small area that we'd be looking, right? We're talking. Because you'd be looking in the New York from? area.
0: Yeah, yeah. New York, New Jersey area, right?
1: Yeah. Unless you, we contacted somebody we knew over there who would get it. Maybe a bit further afield and get it delivered. Maybe even to the airport, but then I don't know. How would it be driving through New York? Oh, who cares? The what?
0: Yeah. What I? What I look? We've got 13 months to think about it. Listeners, come to us. What do you think we should do? This sounds like a bit of an adventure. That I think the uh, flat cap driver and Mark and Carr should collaborate with and document as a daily vlog. Chaos, debacle, yeah. trip to...
1: Rain Sport reunion. That is true. Now, I have I have said before that I uh, just to confirm, I don't look good in chains or orange jumpsuits. Yeah, just I don't think we. Do will get arrested
0: unless you can get done for stupidity.
1: Yeah, there's that, but there's also uh, just you know, getting through customs. I've got the wrong type of name.
0: Oh, Maybe I could just
1: get you don't think Italian. that's easing up a bit? When was the last time you were in the States? Uh 2012. Yeah, look, mate, that's ten years ago. Yeah, but it was it was much better then. And even then it was pretty bad. But that was when it was Obama. But what we'll do is look, the obvious thing to do here is you go a day earlier to get all that stuff
0: sorted out. <laughs> Pick up the car, drive
1: myself to a hotel. Yeah, and and then you come pick me up from the airport. This is set. Look, this sounds perfect already to me. Yeah, so the video is you're coming off the plane, you've been through, uh, you know, customs, whatever it is, passport control, you come out to the car park, video on, and I turn up and do a handbrake turn in the car park and then get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness, though.
0: You're only gonna fly about seven or eight hours. I'm gonna fly about twenty.
1: Oh god, yeah, that is true. But he's literally
0: the other side of the planet from Perth to get to New York. Yeah, my
1: my brother's just flown over from Sydney. Did he fly via Perth and take the direct flight? No, he went via Singapore. Ah yes, okay.
0: Yeah, so it's a long way away, right?
1: Yeah, it's still a hell of a long way. So I'm I'm still waiting. I mean, I would like to go to Australia, but I just hate flying. And I'll tell you what, even the flight from Italy, two hours, right? Mm-hmm. The, and flew from Perugia, and the takeoff was horrific. And I'm sat there with my eyes closed, thinking I'm going to be sick because the plane's going up and down, up and down. And you know when you the plane feels like it's dropped a little bit in the air? Yes. That happened, and I thought, "Oh my god, my stomach is up in my throat," and uh, and my girls are there giggling away, thinking, "Oh my god, this is amazing," and I'm there with my eyes closed, thinking, oh, "Kill me now." I've I got, hate flying. Ajimala, so I'm waiting for Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> I've, got I've got a horror Elon story fucking, for you that I've got to share. Knowing that you feel like this, oh god! Two weeks ago, I was over and flying over to Sydney, and the weather was terrible. Leaving Perth, I'm talking cyclonic would be the only way to describe it, or torrential or whatever you want to use to describe a weather front that was coming through that was horrific. And as we're leaving for the first 45 minutes, I would suggest that at minimum half of a full aircraft we're throwing up into paper bags.
1: Oh, my God. That really does sound horrific. Yeah, I knew think it was horrific.
0: And then, we, and then we've got to sit on that plane for another three and a half hours to get to where we're going
1: oh my god because for me that was it that was horrible and for i can't i don't recover straight away so i'm sat on that flight feeling a bit rubbish um so you didn't have 10 uh, beers I, I didn't know I, cause I had to drive when i got the other end <laughs> 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 because for the same reason i get motion sickness yeah so i can't do directions and things like that so uh when we go take a long drive so if we're going uh, across, across america drive, you're what
0: are you saying you want to be behind the wheel most of the time
1: I thought, like, oh, God, yeah, that is true. I'd have to be behind the wheel. If you're, in America, a lot of the roads are dead straight. So it's not a problem.
0: Oh, no, we'd have to do the it's tourist just... thing. We're going to go and see all the things you go to America for. We're going to go and drive Tail of the Dragon. And I want to see oh, Indianapolis. Oh, you know, do
1: you reckon they'll let, they'll let us on? We're
0: going to drive it on Daytona Beach. So we're going to take the tourist route to get there.
1: That is true. But and, and then what would we do with the Don't car we want to drive we'll behind a
0: marching band going down the main street or down Bourbon Street in. Um, in. Um, down the south there?
1: What's that place called? Mississippi. No. <laughs> New Orleans. Ah, oh, New Orleans. I don't know. See, I have no idea what New Orleans is like, but whenever I see it on television, it just looks. It just looks amazing. Okay. That's, it's so, so vibrant. Oh, that's, so we'll
0: do, okay. Listeners, come back to us. What are our must-go-to stops? Now, we, we should go and see Todd from Stone City Outlaw, but he's right up the north end, and I reckon that's just a bit cold. So, Todd, you'd have to come down and see us. Yeah.
1: He's what, Chicago? Something like that. Yeah, he's right up there. Like, yeah. like that. He's meeting or just meet him at
0: Rensport Reunion, and he can drive his 356 across.
1: That is true. Where's James Automachy? He's in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. He's up that way too. Yeah, Minneapolis. It's cold up there. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, why, why would you be there? <laughs> I have no idea.
0: How about James leaving the UK where the weather's terrible to go somewhere that's worse?
1: I know. He obviously did that for a girl. Would you think? Yeah, of course he did. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. When when we cross the streams, (laughs) we'll we'll ask them. (laughs) I
0: think we should live with that. So the plans are 13 months, we'll make it happen. How long do you think we'll need? A week to drive across? 10 days? Uh,
1: How many many miles? Maybe a two-week trip? Two weeks. You've got to start planting the seed at home now, don't you? Well, I have, but at the same time, I've got to to get my own head around it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the travel, the flying seven or eight hours. You're that's why you go a couple of days early and you've got to record you carrying on like a two-bob watch on the plane, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. And not and not get drunk on the way there. But why not? I could if I'm going a few days earlier.
0: Yeah, cool, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, because when I actually went back in 2012, I had three hangovers hovers in a day. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously your, your day is longer by about seven hours. Yeah, of course. So I, had, I went to uh, Terminal 5 here. There's the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. I had a bit of a you know, champagne breakfast because we were going away. I was really excited about going to New York. Then I had way too much to drink, got on, had a bit of a you know, uh, regroup. And then it was British Airways, so they give you booze, complimentary booze, so I had quite the, a lot of that. That's every flight as well. Uh, you, um it's it's uh, not not on all the short haul on the long haul yes okay so it got to the point so it got to the point where i had too much and i thought oh, i need to shut my eyes for a minute woke up uh hangover. yeah yeah hungover, dehydrated got to the hotel and then went out because it was still early in the day that's a great and idea. went out uh, and went for a, a, a big old night out. But then my wife crashed because she just said, I can't, my, we were having dinner and she said, my face is going to land in my dinner. I need to go and lie down. <laughs> so we, we were back in the hotel for about 11.30, I think. Yep. Uh, and there was a DJ in the bar and there was round of people and I was thinking, yeah, I should really carry on drinking. Uh, and she said, you can, but oh, no, I'm probably going to get like, kidnapped, kidney stolen or something like that. So I didn't. Oh, okay. That sounds <laughs> exciting.
0: But anyway, we will continue that tradition in a year's time. Yes,
1: and apologies for the audio and stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to edit out the worst of it, listeners. Um, for those three of you that are still online, oh, what I haven't brought up is Jeff from Home Built by Jeff was has been here in Perth this week and we caught up and had dinner with him and oh nice yeah i think we'll get him on as a guest into the podcast he's actually in perth tonight and i think he probably would have come around if i'd asked him but he's flying home tomorrow back to sydney so i thought i'd and he's got a really early flight so i thought better than to ask him over to do the podcast this evening however the i think uh maybe next week or the week after we'll get him on again and talk about his life as he describes it is the worst value for money per horsepower car he's ever knows of and that is he's 911
1: oh, <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it
0: <laughs> yeah the cost of rebuild versus horsepower return he thinks there is no worse car you can possibly buy than a 911
1: now is he talking classic classic 911 yeah of course you yeah, know because sub 300 so- horsepower not 11 So mine is, I think, still good value, uh, you have, but for, I don't know for how long. Do you know what the cost to rebuild your motor is? Yes. It's about 6,000 pounds. Is think. that all? Um, which is quite a lot, considering I bought the car for 6,500. No, no. I'm talking about the cost of motor rebuild. All uh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think it is about 6,000 pounds. Yeah.
0: That sounds too low to me for that car. I reckon, you're 10, sure. I reckon you're 10,000 pounds short, Ajmo. Do you reckon? I do. Uh,
1: Ask Jack,
0: come back to me on the next well, podcast. Ask Jack, what's cost to rebuild a 996 motor?
1: I'm pretty sure he, well, maybe it wasn't a full rebuild. I'm sure he did a 997 Carrera S that had an IMS failure. And maybe he just did the bottom end. I don't know. But he, he did that for I think it was six and a half or something like that. I'll have to check with him. Yeah, I'll check yeah, with do him. So. I'll, Ask I'll come a question. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. Yeah. No, I need to go and see him, actually. Yes, let's do that.
0: Okay. Anyway, thank you very much for your time. It's been thank you. nice catching up. Episode one, season two. <laughs>
1: season two. That <laughs> <laughs> me oh, no, that makes you laugh thinking of it that way.
0: It is. The uh we've uh We'll have to both stay up uh, late tomorrow night to follow the GD3 RS release and um, start planning our trip in a year's time.
1: Yes, and we need to get some uh, guests back on uh, because I know uh, he's been on twice before, but I would like to get Bart back on as well because he seems to be buying cars left, right and (laughs) centre.
0: Let's do Um, that. We've got... um, I do have somebody lined up who I don't want to talk about yet who is could very well be as high a profile guest as Magnus Walker was on our podcast, Taj
1: What?
0: Get out. No. Yes. Uh, we just that got to wait until Car Week, which is on right now, is over. And he's uh, suggested That's he'll, really mean he'll on come two. on. If not next week, the week after. I'm trying to
1: tee up at the moment. Nice. That sounds amazing. Yes. Is it Tom Cruise? I don't associate
0: him with the Porsche brand. More Kelly McGillis, I think Porsche.
1: Right, we need to get Kelly McGillis on. <laughs> <laughs> what else
0: could you be doing?
1: <laughs> Talk to about driving a okay, speedster
0: I mean, through the streets of uh, whatever city it was in, San Francisco.
1: Even though it wasn't a real speedster, apparently. Oh, who cares? I know it was Kelly McGillis looking Don't, super hot. Yeah, it's
0: Kelly McGillis. She was hot back then, only twenty-five yep. years ago. Oh, sorry, Kelly, you probably still are. Oh, look what you've done now! I can't go to her now. <laughs> and say that. Oh, no, because she's up all night listening to the Porsche Talk podcast, hoping at some point we'd talk well, about her replicate speech to scene that lasted exactly. all of seven she's, seconds.
1: She's one of she's one of those three people listening.
0: Yeah, that's right. Anyway,
1: anyway we're gonna. Um, But by the way, just before we go, I am going to get, you know I'm going to end up getting a random guest on. When? Who has a tenuous connection. Uh, So I'll just let you know who that is. Okay, then. Cool. It's been great to catch up. It's
0: been too long. It has been. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And think about following us, sharing the podcast, if you could stomach listening to it this long. Look forward to talking to you next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.